what is up guys welcome back to another quick video here on the fantasy fellowship channel my name is kyle uh, i'm going to be recording the waiver wire report on monday evening here so i'll have more information to upload tomorrow for sure as most people are probably looking for this information for tuesday so if you guys like this coming out on monday night let me know i'm just trying to get more information out uh, for you guys so you have something to look at on tuesday but we're going to get into the waiver wire report there's a link in the description too if you guys want to take a peek at this but let's just go over the injuries that we have to monitor this week of course justin herbert last thursday night he fractured rib cartilage He's listed as week to week. He does have a chance to play this week. So if you're holding out hope for Herbert, he does have a chance to play. Probably not going to know till Wednesday or Thursday with his part, uh, practice participation. Uh, but I'm, it would it would be crazy to see him play. But you never know. Uh, so just make sure you have a backup plan in case he does not go. Trey Lance, of course, ankle fracture, season-ending surgery. We're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo start the rest of the season, and then Dak Prescott. I mean, his. They're targeting a return for him week six or seven. So if anyone cuts him, he's worth a snag uh, and put him on the IR and just hold out hope uh, that he can return to form quickly. Running back Alvin Kamara, ribs questionable for week three. It sounded like he was really close to going. So I'm going to I'm gonna probably lean that he's more probable for week three than questionable. J.K. Dobbins, they did try and get him to go week two. Uh, and then uh, I, I thought he was going to play week two, actually. Uh, and then uh, Harbaugh comes out today and says he's more week to week than anything. So definitely in question for week three james connor injured his ankle he came out of the game did not finish the game week two uh, but i saw him on the sideline he looked fine I, he wasn't being looked at by a trainer he didn't leave to the locker room or anything like that so i think he's more like a true questionable we'll see if he can get through practices this week uh, we'll talk about his backups later damian harris had a little knee thing at the end of the game he should be okay uh, but we're going to watch his practice participation as well uh, the rookie running back Tyrion davis price has a high ankle sprain he's going to be out a couple weeks We'll talk about his potential backup as he was looking good for the backup. He was going to be the backup to Jeff Wilson. So we'll find a new one there. Jerry Judy, shoulder injury. He's questionable for week three. Uh, the MRIs and the x-rays X-ray, all came back negative. So he survived a major or he, he, you know, he didn't get hit with a major injury, which is very good. Uh, but we'll see about his reports week three. He might miss a game. Uh, that, that seems reasonable to me. Chris Godwin, hamstring. I don't know if they're going to make him play again. Mike Evans was uh, suspended today, so no Mike Evans for, for week three against the Packers. Maybe Chris Godwin plays, but, I, I mean, again, coming off that the, the, the knee and now he's got the hamstring, it would make sense that he rests. We'll see about Keenan Allen, who had the hamstring from week one. We'll see if he rests again. Hunter Renfro had a concussion at the end of the game. We'll see about him this week. Rondell Moore, hamstring, doubtful, not looking good. We'll talk about his replacement. Uh, and then George Kittle, it sounds like he was really close to playing as well. He did practice last Friday, tried going through warmups and didn't go. Uh, I would bet he plays week three. And then the, another, this is a pretty significant injury. It's Dalton Schultz. He had a knee injury towards the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, PCL, this is kind of what Ezekiel Elliott played with last year. We'll see about his practice participation. He might miss a game or two. Uh, from what I've heard is this could be, you know, anywhere from a one or two week, you know, recovery time if they just want to let him sit. Otherwise, I think he could play through it. It's just a pain tolerance kind of thing. So we'll see about Dalton Schultz. Now let's get into the quarterbacks again. The way I do this is I look on ESPN's percent rostered. Uh, and then I just kind of make my make, make my list that way. So everybody here should be owned. You guys can read that for yourself up there. Uh, but again, I mentioned Dak Prescott. If you're looking for a quarterback to replace Dak or Trey Lance, or if, say you had, you know, Wilson, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, you just want to add someone, or even Tom Brady, you're definitely looking at Tua Tagovailoa. Tough matchup against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills kick some ass tonight on Monday Night Football. So we'll see. Uh, if Tua can keep it going with Waddle and Tyreek Hill. But Tua, probably uh, a really good top 10, top 12 play the rest of the season. 
Same can be said for Carson Wentz, who's thrown the ball 41 and 46 passing attempts in his first two games as a commander. Looking really good. He's get, he gets a revenge game against Philly. I, I, I just watched the Eagles destroy the Vikings passing offense, and uh, Darius Slay really shut down Justin Jefferson tonight. So maybe Carson Wentz, not a true top 10, top 12 play, but his season is looking like he could be a top 10, top 12 QB. Trevor Lawrence, tough matchup against the Chargers. Justin Fields, maybe at home. I can see him getting a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. And then everything else just kind of seems underwhelming. Winston against Carolina, Matty Ice against the Chiefs, Tannehill versus the Raiders. The Titans looked like garbage tonight. Uh, David Daniel Jones versus Dallas, maybe he gets the rushing upside, but it's a tough defensive matchup. Uh, not interested in Baker versus the Saints or Mac Jones versus the Ravens, but maybe Mariota at Seattle, Jared Goff at Minnesota. Those are some road dogs here. Maybe those guys interest you. Uh, otherwise, I, maybe Joe Flacco in Cincinnati. He's showing some real uh, veteran leadership there for the for the Jets right now. Got a ton of playmakers. Uh, a little bit of fun there. Uh, but anyways, stash these guys in Superflex. If Deshaun Watson, Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Drew Locke, or Andy Dalton are all available. I think they're worth a stash on the end of your bench. Let's go over the running backs now. And again, I understand that most of these guys are owned in 10 and 12 man leagues, but I just got to do my due diligence here. I have to wide net it. So Naheem Hines must be owned in PPR leagues. Uh, Kenneth Walker, he didn't play exactly very well, but I think he outplayed Rashad Penny to say the least. So Walker's a rookie that could get more work as the season progresses. Jeff Wilson, if you didn't get him last week, he's well worth a pickup. He, he looked good. Uh, and now, especially with the Tyrion Davis price injury, he's going to probably be locked into a low end RB2. And with the absence of Trey Lance, this actually, to me, boosts the value because you don't have to worry about uh, rushing, losing rushing opportunities to Trey Lance, even though uh, Jimmy G did sneak a touchdown in last week. James Cook, he looked he looked good tonight. He broke a big run in garbage time. Still worth the hold, I believe. You got Raheem Mostert, who kind of dominated the touches for the Miami Dolphins. And again, we want to be a part of this Dolphins offense. Raheem Mostert has looked good uh, now in uh, you know, basically the first time in like over a year. I mean, he played week one last year, but it's looking like he's kind of back into the swing of things. So Raheem, 51.5% roughly. He's a guy that uh, is nice putting on the bench. Not saying to start him, but he's a guy you want to collect. Jamal Williams, useful role in the in the the Lions offense, and if anything happens to Swift, he's kind of like a like a low end flex handcuff type, you know, for you, kind of like a Melvin Gordon. Uh, JD McKissick must own in PPR leagues, and then we get a bunch of like backups here. Rex Burkhead just was completely left out last week. Damian Pierce kind of took over, who I'm excited about. Damian Pierce is going to be a fun play against the Bears this week, and then Madison the handcuff. Brian Robinson could be stash if he's chilling on your IR. Uh, Khalil Herbert handcuff, Mark Ingram handcuff, Kenneth Gainwell kind of a handcuff to Miles Sanders, Rashad White handcuffing Leonard Fournette, Tyler Algier got 10 rushing attempts, didn't look great doing it, uh, but he did get uh, a lot of early work in that game. Jarek McKinnon, useful for PPR leagues, there's Jalen Warren as a stash behind Najee Harris, Zach Moss kind of a stash behind Devin Singletary, you're just, you want to attach yourself to this good offense in Buffalo, uh, and then we get to the Cardinals backs. If James Conner can't go, you know, Benjamin and Darrell Williams are likely going to split time. Darrell Williams got the, the short yardage conversion for the touchdown. You know, might be a, a better, you know, PPR play here. So I think both guys are in play, uh, but it's going to be hard for me to rank them as, you know, RB2s. They're probably more in, you know, RB3 flex plays at best. Uh, and then if you're really deep leagues, Jordan Mason's going to be the RB2 in San Francisco, and he was kind of the talk of their training camp, so don't sleep on Jordan Mason here. Check out those running backs. Let me know if you guys have questions on those. And then we get to the wide receivers, filtered again by percent rostered. 
the guys up top here are must own. If any of these guys are hanging around your waiver wires, please make a priority on them in this order. Garrett Wilson, just absolutely balling through two weeks here. Tons of targets, tons of production. You love to see it. I do worry a little bit what happens when Zach Wilson returns. I would love to see Joe Flacco continue to start if I'm a Garrett Wilson uh, owner. Uh, Curtis Samuel looking like probably the best receiver to own in Washington. Again, I, I, want a, I want a piece of the Washington Commanders offense. They're throwing the ball a lot. Carson Wentz seeing the field well. Jacoby Myers, number one receiver in New England. It might be the most trustworthy player for fantasy over there. Jarvis Landry. Uh, Jahan Dotson, again, more Washington Commanders, and then Russell Gage, because I don't think Evans is going to play, and Chris Godwin, probably doubtful, so Russ Gage might be the number one receiver against Green Bay. Uh, so double-check your waiver wires for these guys. I know they're they're probably owned, but just do your due diligence. Uh, now we get to the guys that might be available, whether it's DJ Chark. I know he didn't get a, a fantasy point last week, but he almost had a big play, and uh, he looked good week one. He's still worth holding on to your teams. Uh, Michael Gallup coming back maybe from IR, uh, not from IR, but maybe coming back this week to play in week three. Josh Palmer, again, the injury seal is kind of, you know, there on, on Keenan Allen. He's got the hamstring. Maybe he sits week three. Uh, they're playing Jacksonville this week, which could be an interesting streamer. Um, so monitor Keenan Allen. And if he, you know, re-aggravates or, or further injures himself, Josh Palmer could be a wide receiver three flex. Isaiah McKenzie, again, you want to attach yourself to Buffalo. Christian Watson could have some effect uh, more down the stretch. Nico Collins kind of came alive last week. He had uh, about 9 or 10 PPR points, looking like a solid number two target for Davis Mills. Sterling Shepard, if there's one New York Giant receiver I would like to have on my bench, it's probably Sterling Shepard in a PPR league. Uh, and then some vets, Zay Jones, Sammy Watkins, Corey Davis. You guys are all kind of nice, you know, flex bench options for you. Then we get to some young guns here. Greg Dorch filling in really nicely for uh for Rondell Moore in the slot he catches a touchdown last week I think he's been over double digits in two straight games Kyle Phillips not a great week too the Titans just kind of got destroyed uh but Kyle Phillips is worth a end of the bench roster spot in PPR leagues and then Noah Brown looked really good I think he's still gonna even if Gallup returns week three Noah Brown's a sneaky sneaky ad here Richie James number two receiver from the Giants Nelson Aguilar, the number two receiver for the Patriots, popping off big time there. And then, uh, again, for this week only, I think Brashad Perriman might be of use on the bench. So uh, take a look at some of these guys on the waiver. Again, it's not the best waiver wire this week, uh, but make do with what you got. Uh, looking at the tight end position, again, I have this list of tight ends that need to be rostered. If any of these guys are available, please make a bid on these guys. Otherwise, uh, I don't think I'm ever going to start Hunter Henry comfortably. I don't want to get a zero. I I understand he's a touchdown ma uh, maker, uh, but he's it's just a low passing volume offense that, that scares me. Tyler Higby would be the number one waiver wire priority at tight end if he's available. A ton of targets. He's playing really well, kind of like a Dalton Schultz from previous years, just kind of the number two, number three target. I know if it's not Cooper Cup, he'll look for Higby or Allen Robinson. So I like Higby attaching myself to the Rams offense. Cole Komet, kind of dead to us at this point. I think he's worth holding for one more week. They play the Texans this week. If he does nothing week three, then we can cut bait. Uh, Mike Jasicki came alive here. Nothing in week one, but he played well and gets the touchdown week two. Also does the awful gritty. Uh, Noah Fant, not excited to hold Noah Fant. I'll give him one more week. David Njoku showed some improvement and some life. He almost came down with the, with the goal line touchdown too. So maybe he's uh, worth holding on to for a little bit yet. Alberto Goose Egg, uh, week two here. We'll hold on to him for maybe one more week and see what happens. 
Irv Smith, though, catches a touchdown tonight. I think he saw seven targets, four for 30 and a touchdown. So coming alive, uh, looking a little bit better there. Gerald Everett, though, uh, we, we want we want an L.A. tight end, whether it's Higby or Everett. Remember both those guys back on the Rams uh, a few years ago. Uh, but Everett looking like a nice piece to the Chargers offense. And again, the injury seals hurt, you know, broken on Keenan Allen. So maybe something happens there. Hayden Hurst, good looking option there. Kind of a, just a not a high floor, not a high ceiling kind of play, maybe seven to 10 points per game. Robert Tunyon could get more work as the season progresses. And if you can't get the Rams or the Chargers tight end, Logan Thomas, again, more commanders. He catches the touchdown last week, sees more routes, sees more snaps, sees more participation as he's coming back from that ACL. Looking good for Logan Thomas. And then same with Evan Ingram, man. He's dominating uh, a lot of targets, a lot of snaps, a lot of production. Kind of just a high floor guy here, uh, looking like he's, he's finding himself comfortable in that Jags offense. Isaiah Likely kind of came to life in week two here. He's he's someone that I think is worth an end of the bench spot. And then Tyler Conklin, the ultimate uh, end game tight end option for you. If you need a tight end, Tyler Conklin's the guy. He's been over double digits in two straight games now, catches a touchdown week one. And then in, uh, this week, he goes for 10 PPR points. Jawan Johnson, kind of the main receiving tight end for the Saints. And then if Dalton Schultz is out for a little bit, maybe maybe Jake Ferguson is worth a uh, a monitor situation for this week against the Giants. So something to, to keep an eye on there. Uh, let's move on to the defenses. Again, filtered by percent rostered on ESPN. I love the Saints at the Carolina Panthers. The Rams should be able to take care of the Cardinals, but you never know. Uh, the Steelers and the, the Cleveland Browns. I think the Steelers-Browns game is going to be fun Thursday night, but it's probably low scoring. That Dallas Cowboys defense has stifled Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. Massive, massive success with the pass rush. Cowboys probably going to be lighting up the Giants. Cincinnati at, at the Jets. We'll see. Uh, Cleveland Browns versus Pittsburgh. I like the Browns. I think the Browns uh, at home hosting Pittsburgh looks pretty good. Uh, again, Mitch Trubisky doesn't really scare us. The, the Steelers offense looking kind of, you know, not exciting right now. Uh, but the team that I want is the LA Chargers. They're going to get Jacksonville this week and Houston the next week. So that's a two week sign uh, for you. Otherwise, if you can't get that the Chiefs at home against Indy, I'm cool with that. Uh, maybe the Bears against Houston, maybe Seattle against Atlanta in some of the inverses here, Houston versus Chicago. These are just going to be low scoring games. So I think shoot for the Chargers, if not the Browns and uh, maybe the Chiefs. Uh, but that's going to do it for this video. I just want to make these uh, these quick waiver wire videos for you guys. If you do have questions, please uh, feel free to comment on this video. Hit me up on Twitter if you need to at the fellow KGB. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it. Happy Monday. Hope you guys came out with the week two dub. And uh, yeah, we're going to start getting a bunch of info for you guys for week three. I do have the start sits already uh, preliminary out there for you. So check the links in the description for the waiver wire and for the start sits. That's going to do it for me. Adios, guys. Peace. Peace.